the cross where my Savior died. Down where for cleansing from sin I cried. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to His name. Glory to His name. Glory to His name. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to His name. Come to this fountain so rich and sweet. Cast thy first soul at the Savior's feet. Plunge in today and be made complete. Glory to His name. Glory to His name. Glory to His name. There to my heart was the blood of life. Glory to His name. Welcome you here, Lord Jesus. 
morning. I had the opportunity this week to go and visit with my dad. I spent a couple of days with him 
and sure did enjoy being in his company and heard stories that I've never heard before. And um, we just had a really good time together. And yes, we went to the Roanoke Wiener Stand and had a couple of hot dogs. And um, we were looking for a parking place, and Dad's got a handicap uh, tag on his, on his car. We couldn't find a handicap spot close to the uh, Roanoke Wiener Stand, so we had to go down to a parking uh, lot. And I was telling him, I said, Dad, did you hear about the guy that said, Lord, if you want me to have a cinnamon roll this morning, give me a parking spot right in front of the bakery. And he said, the 10th time around, there was a parking spot right in front of the bakery. I said, now we can circle if you want to. He said, no, I want a hot dog. Go park and we'll walk down there. So I called him Friday when I got home and I said, I'm letting you know I'm home. And he said, well, guess what? He said, after my doctor's appointment, I found a parking spot right in front of the wiener stand and had two more hot dogs. <laughs> but we had a great time together. There's just something about being with family, amen? And today, my mom would have been 91 years old. This is her birthday. And I told Dad, I said, uh, in my youthful years, I was not really, uh, especially after I'd moved away from home, I was not good about remembering uh, their birthdays. And I'll never forget, it was the first year that Becky and I were married. And the phone rang, and I answered the phone. It was about 6 o'clock in the evening, and Dad said, did you forget something? It was a strange call. I mean... Dad was not the one who would initiate calls to me. It was generally mom calling to check on us. And so I said, no, I don't think so. And he said, well, today is your mother's birthday, and she's pouting out planting flowers in the backyard, and I'm going to go tell her that you called, and you don't tell her any different. And I said, Dad, I never forgot her birthday after that. <laughs> it, really, it really did the trick. But anyway... I'm thankful for family. And I want to remind us that um, the church is a family. Uh, it's not an event. Now, there are events that happen as the family comes together, but primarily the church is a fellowship of people, people who have been brought together because of our common bond to Jesus. Amen? And, and we spend time together uh, in a variety of settings, and every service is a little bit different and sometimes a lot the same. But as we come together and we focus on the dynamic of the relationships that we have, it allows us to uh, receive blessings that go beyond what we could ever plan for. Um, as the staff was meeting this morning, I prayed and I said, Lord, if everything goes off just exactly the way we planned it, but you're not here, then it won't mean anything. But if nothing goes the way we planned it, and yet you're in the house, then it will be a glorious day. Can you say amen to that? We need Jesus in our lives, and we need him to show up in this moment and help us to understand why it is that we're the ones who are gathered here. Um, what he has for us, not only in the moment of singing and preaching and, and praying, but in those moments that we are interacting with one another and, and just kind of processing where we are at this particular moment. I'm so thankful for the church and what it's meant to my life. Uh, Fifteen years old, went to Roanoke First Church, just went to socialize and got saved. And it changed my life. And then I moved to Florida to go to college because God called me to ministry during those first two years of being saved. And I went to church at Southlake Wells. 
Church of God, and um, I went there because it was the church that was closest to the college, and I would just kind of was learning my way as I was in a, in a new environment. And then I ended up at a different church in Lake Wells, and each one made a contribution to my life and to my walk with Christ. And then Becky and I got married, and we moved to Newport Ritchie, and we were part-time workers in the church there. And I look back and think about how those people loved us. We were 19 years old, newlyweds, um, and wow. It's amazing that they let us have the responsibilities that trusted to us, but we grew under the pastor there, Robert Ball, and, and learned so much just being around him. He was just a loving man, and then I went in the Air Force, and we ended up at First Church of God in Omaha, Nebraska, and they loved on us, uh, a church of about 50 people on Sunday morning, just a small little gathering, but I mean, they just took us in, and they were our family while we were away from family, and through the years, just different churches, and then I end up coming to Sumter, and and have spent a lifetime here, and, and I, I think about the people who have been a part of this fellowship through the years, and many of them are in heaven today, but they have been a part of my story, a part of my life, and now here we are today, gathered in his name, and we are a part of one another, and the more we open ourselves to that reality, the more benefit we receive. Y'all, we have got... Uh, to take advantage of these times that we have together. Now, I want to encourage you, if you're a Sunday morning worship attendee and you're not in Sunday school, I would encourage you to get involved in Sunday school to where, so that you're not just looking at the backs of people's heads, but you're looking at people's faces as you talk about Jesus. Or come to Wednesday Bible study and be in a small, intimate group where we open the Word and we, we share together from our experience of walking in the truth of His Word. Um, it's not just an event. It's not just coming here and going through a service, but it is entering into one another's lives. I'll show you what I mean. If you look at Acts chapter 2, beginning with verse 42, this is what happened after Jesus ascended to heaven and the Holy Spirit was poured out in the lives of the believers. This is what they experienced. And they, the believers, that's the they, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. They're just sharing their lives with each other. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, Attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. The church is a place where we come together as a community of faith. You believe in Jesus, and I believe in Jesus, and we all believe in Jesus, but we have come to him in a variety of circumstances. Some of you share in common some people who reached into your lives, and, and others, your story is, is far removed from this particular place. It was in another place, in another time, where you first saw the light of who Christ is, and you made a faith response to him reaching into your life. But the truth is, we're all here because of Jesus. That is our common bond. His spiritual blood runs through our veins and makes us brothers and sisters because of his saving work in our lives. And so we're not just gathered here for a moment 
momentary event. We are gathered as a family. We're, we're a part of a, an ongoing family reunion, as it were, because of who Jesus is in our experience. And as we open our hearts and our minds and we share with one another, love begins to, to grow in our relationships with one another. We find ourselves beginning to really care about each other. Uh, what's happening and, and, and what we're facing, whether it's glad times or, or sad times. And we, we enter into one another's lives that we might bring encouragement and strength to each and every one. And, y'all, that's work. It takes time. It takes intention for us to be the family that God would have us to be. Um, I said I went to see Dad this week. I had to plan to go see Dad. I mean, I didn't just show up in his living room. I had to plan a time and, and then call and make sure, Dad, are you going to be home at this, on, on these several days? Yeah, come on. And then I had to get in, in my truck on, on uh, Wednesday morning at the appointed time, drive, drive to Bedford, uh, Virginia, to Manita more particularly, where Dad lives now. Um, I had to put gas in the truck. There was a lot of intention involved. Brother Ron, why are you getting into all these details? Because I'm telling you, when it comes to spending time with one another, you have to be intentional about that. There are times when God would have us to pick up the phone and call another brother or sister in this fellowship and say, hey, can we do lunch one day this week? No agenda other than to be a mutual blessing to one another. But you have to be intentional about that. You know, Dad, Dad asked me Thursday morning, he said, hey, you feel like going downtown and, and getting a couple of hot dogs today? There was intention involved in that. There was desire involved in that. There, there, there was, uh, it was a matter of, of paying attention to that and moving in that direction. And as you and I come together, God is calling us to have more than just this hour together as we are the family of God and the body of Christ. He is calling us to be intentional about spending time with one another, getting to know one another, reaching into each other's lives. Now, listen, I know this is particularly challenging for those who are more on the introverted side of the scale. But even those of, who, of us who are introverts need to reach outside of ourselves. We need to lose ourselves to the fellowship that God has called us to. The more we are family together, and not just spending moments in a worship event, the more we are family together, the more God's purposes will be accomplished in our lives. As Dad and I sat together in his den, he started to tell me stories I'd never heard before. And I'm like, wow, I've never, Dad, I've never heard this before. And when we got to the end of our visit, he said, I, I sure have enjoyed this time. We've really had a good time uninterrupted of just, of just talking together. And I've really enjoyed this. And... I said, me too, and I'm going to be back soon to hear more of these stories. Um, intention. A decided purpose. A value is attached to that. I, I want to be in the company of my family members, don't you? I, I want to spend time with them. Dad and I drove by. I got to see my sister while I was up there. I see all of these people about two or three times a year because of the way our lives have, have gone different directions geographically. But they are valuable to me. They're important to me. So there's intention attached to having those times together. 
listen to what the Spirit is saying to you in these days about communing together with one another in the Spirit of the Savior who has called us to Himself. The church is a community. It's a loving family. It's a sharing fellowship. Did you hear what the passage said? They were so involved in each other's lives that if someone had a need, they all pitched in to make sure that that need was fulfilled in, in the life of another church member. It says if they didn't have what they needed to help a person in their time of need, they would sell their belongings that they might have what was necessary to help someone in their critical moment of need. Listen, listen to, to the love that is attached to these descriptions in, in Acts chapter 2. These people were committed not only to Jesus, they were committed to one another. And that's how God wants First Church of God Sumter to be. God wants us to understand that as a committed band of followers of Jesus, that he wants us to get to know each other and to be helpful to one another as we are continuing to follow the one who has called us to himself. I love that we have these times of anointing. I love that that has become so much a part of our culture. That it's almost without even giving it a second thought that you move from your chair to the front to, to create that band of fellowship with a hand laid on a shoulder close by that is extended to that person who is being anointed in that moment. And why is it that we do that? It's because we know that we are a, an environment where the miraculous can happen. Did you see what it said in Acts 2? It said that, that as they met together that all came upon every soul because many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. As they just spent time together in the presence of Jesus, Jesus com continued to pour out his grace and his miraculous touch in the lives of people. And, and they would be like, wow, did you see what God did because we trusted him together in, in that moment of need. I remember recently we had a prayer time and we all gathered and before the day was over I got a text from the person, uh, one of the people that was anointed that day and said, I just wanted to share with you before I even got home, this is what happened in answer to that prayer. Do not lose sight of the fact that where two or three are gathered in his name, Jesus is here with us. And I'm going to tell you where Jesus shows up, anything can happen. If we would dare to trust him, if we would dare to believe, if we would dare to open ourselves in humility together in his presence, there's no limit to what can happen. The church, where would we be without the fellowship of the believers that have become so much a part of our salvation experience? A place of prayer, a place of worship, a place of learning, a place of fellowship, a place of Laughter, a place of tears, a place of encouragement. But I think all of these factors are woven together with this common thread. It is a place of spiritual presence. It is a place where we remember that though we gain the whole world, if we don't know Jesus, it profits us nothing. A place where we come remembering that he is 
He is our life. He is our joy. He is our peace. He is our opportunity to come to the fulfillment of who we are. Jesus said, if a person keeps himself to himself, he will be lost. But the one who loses himself to me will be found. And this is a place where we have found that it is a safe environment to just honestly come before him in our brokenness, in our need, in our gladness, in our sorrow, to say, Jesus, I'm confessing again by my presence here today more than anything else in life, I need you. And I want you. And I want you to make your presence known to me. I want you to speak to my heart. I want you to awaken my, my spirit and enlighten my mind. Lord, I want, I want to be your follower. Even after all of these years, I still want to follow you. And I want to be with those who have that same desire, who have that same calling upon their lives. I will tell you, where God's people love each other in his name, others follow. If the church is just a ritual, if the church is just a place of criticism and judgment and negativity, people won't go there. But when the, play, when the church is a place of love and fellowship and caring and reaching into each other's lives for the sake of what Jesus is wanting to do, there's no limit to the impact that it can have in the lives of those people who are a part of our, of our networks. Lord, pour out your love in this fellowship. Amen? Lord, awaken us to the opportunities that are ours in this day. And help us like those saints in that first century church to devote ourselves to this time of gathering, to this fellowship to which you've called. And Lord, show us the ways that you would have us to grow in our interactions with one another. Hey, Sunday school classes, you need to not only meet in your classroom on Sunday mornings, you need to break bread together. You need to have some cookouts, some times of fellowship, some times of, of just being together. Um, anybody who has been uh, on any of the Holy Land trips will tell you that we're a part of a fraternity now. And I know not everybody has the opportunity to make that trip. But if you've made that trip, would you agree with me that there is a bond among those of us who have walked there that... Um, is more than you can put words to? If you've been and, and you agree with that, say amen. I mean, it, it, for us to continue to grow in the way that God would have us to grow as a fellowship, we have got to find those moments when we can break bread together, when we can share our lives with one another, when we are becoming bonded in the ways that God would have us to bond. Our class times are so very important. Our times here in worship are so very important. But hey, how, think about this. Why not call up a few of your friends who are a part of this fellowship and from time to time go somewhere and have dinner together? And just, and you don't, you don't have to talk about church. <laughs> just be together. 
And the being together becomes a part of the bond that God is wanting to accomplish in our experience with one another. I'm telling you, the better we know one another, the stronger we will be as a church fellowship. The more we are a part of, of, of some social circles that have to do with our common bond in Jesus Christ, the more impact it will have than we can understand. This church, it says, listen to this, and day by day, Day after day after day, they attended the temple together and they broke bread in their homes. They received their food with glad and generous hearts. Day by day after day after day, they were finding opportunities to be together as members of the family of God. And so... I believe the Lord had me bring this message today because he's wanting us to be more intentional about some of these uh, times that he would have us to spend together as a church family. And you know, it needs to happen as a matter of the heart. It, it, doesn't, always, it, just, it doesn't need to be an orchestrated things, thing where you're put in a group and, and, and the preacher or a committee tells you, okay, now your group is going to have dinner on Thursday nights. And, and then we call to say, now, did you have dinner Thursday night? It doesn't need to be a, leg a legislated kind of thing or a, an assignment that's handed down, but just a spirit responding to the opportunity to be the family that God has called us to be. Now, the other day when we pulled into my sister's, she lives in her daughter's home with, with their family. And um, since her husband passed away a couple of years ago, and we pulled in the driveway, and they were getting ready to go somewhere. And so I beeped the horn when we pulled in the driveway, and uh, my sister and my niece and my niece's kids all piled out of the van, and we just had an impromptu visit there in the driveway. They were on their way to Charlotte, going there for the weekend. But we stood in the driveway for a half an hour and talked together and loved on each other and just kind of had an exchange and catching up. And um, nobody knew that was going to happen. But again, it happened because value was attached to a relationship. And so intention became involved. Dad said, hey, let's drop by and see Wanda. I said, yeah, absolutely. And it was a grand moment just to share together with my sister and my niece and my, and, and my niece's three children. Um, what I'm talking about only happens if your heart is open to it and if you become intentional about reaching into one another's lives. Um, I'm done. But the work's not done. If God had me deliver this message, I believe he did. If he had me deliver this message, then it's always with purpose. Sunday school classes, get together outside the church. Friends, fellow church members, call somebody up that you've never gone to dinner with. Get to know each other. God has called us to be a part of this fellowship. We didn't just show up here. The Bible says 
God places the members in the body as it pleases him. God has called us together. And now we have the opportunity to discover why. Who is this person? God, how, how could our lives be connected beyond just showing up for church on Sunday morning? What's he saying to us? Let's be the strong church that God has called us to be. And if you have a circle of friends that you're already getting together with, invite someone new into that circle. Just look around. Invite someone new into that circle. And watch what God does as day by day we fellowship together in the very spiritual presence of Jesus. Watch what happens in this house when we get together outside of this house because of what Jesus has done in our lives. Lord, this morning I pray that you would take this simple word and that you would plant it in our hearts and, Lord, that action would be taken um, not because of Brother Ron, but because of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I, I really feel led to this message today, a simple message, but Lord, a powerful message because it is amazing what happened in those days after your son was ascended into heaven. It's amazing what happened when the people became very intentional about being together, not only in church, but outside of church. Not just, not just having communion together, but actually having meals together. Not, not just doing Bible studies together, but actually just getting to know each other and talking to one another about what was happening in their lives. And Lord, I pray that you would make not only First Church of God, but Lord, I pray that you would make every church in this world stronger as we, as we take opportunity to be a family. Families spend time together. Help us to be a family in every sense of the term and be glorified because of it, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.
Yeah. 